Hello, and welcome to SoberCast, where we provide AA speaker meetings and workshops in podcast format. We're an ad-free podcast, and if you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by visiting SoberCast.com, look for the donate link, and drop a dollar or two into our virtual basket. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Have a great day. I think and act the same way sober as I do drunk. Now, in the steps, though, there's a great amount, there's a great amount to talk about in steps. But you see, when I come into Alcoholics Anonymous, I did hear steps right away. I had a sponsor that pounced on me. But you see, the disease of alcoholism was the mind function of the disease that kept telling me that this stuff that he's telling me, that I can do these things, I'm going to be all right. And I'm not all right. The reason I'm not all right is because I don't know what's wrong with me. I just don't know. I think that by coming to Alcoholics Anonymous and just keep going and going and going, eventually I was told I'd be a winner. Well, eventually it never happened to me because I was not a winner. I was the same man sober as I was drunk because I used the same kind of thinking coming from the same power as self, and this became something that I couldn't see. I just couldn't see it because what, what stopped this was the fact that I kept getting... I've got a new car. I got the same gal that I took through the drinking years. I bought a brand new house. Uh, I got a decent man. I rode motorcycles. I, I raced student buggies. I do all kinds of things. But my mind is still affected by alcoholism because there's nothing else there other than what was there before, and that's me. That's me. The way I am. And then I try to figure life out as the days that I'm in. I try to figure out how to act, how to respond how to say the right thing, how to go to work, and then be at work. And I'm as mean and mad at work as I was when I was drunk, or maybe I'm worse even, because my mind isn't fogged up. My mind isn't drunk. It doesn't have alcohol in it. To go to these meetings or to come to AA and think in terms that I'm going to be all right just because I'm not drinking, attending meetings, uh, man, and you know, I'll tell you, right from the word go, I've been... I've been I've been picking babies up right from the word go. Right as soon as I got to California here, I I started having false step calls because in them days there was there, this is this is quite a while ago, and so there there's no there, the only buddy they call on me they call me up because I go to meetings and I'm sober. Would you make a twelve step call on somebody? What kind of a twelve step call can I make on somebody? The best I can do. <clears throat> is take them to meetings with me, and which I did, because I'm still doing everything the same way I did it before. I'm doing everything because I think it's the best thing to do, and this is what it's all about. <clears throat> That's not what it's all about. My head is wrong. My mind is wrong. I mean well, and I'm sober, but I can't do well. But I don't know why I can't do well, because I'm the same man when I came here. I have to figure out how to say things. I have to look at things and people and figure out what's best. What should I say here? What should I do here? How should I act here? How do I respond to somebody when they attack you? How do I respond to somebody when they're in the freeway and they drive and they they run you off the road? What do you do? Do you get, you, what do you do? I don't know what to do. So I do whatever I think is best to do. And what's best is the same thing that was best that I brought me here. Then it means now I have to get excited. I have to get mad. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how not to get mad. I don't know how not to do the things that uh, that make me sick inside. When my wife that I took through the drinking years, I'm looking at her, I'm looking at her like she's wrong. She's doing everything wrong. 
because I don't like it. She bothers me. And I don't know that this is the disease of alcoholism. She says something, and it makes me mad. I want to I show her she's wrong. And I don't know why, because I don't even question this. I don't even look at it. I always thought that the disease of alcohol was alcohol because of what it was. I didn't know that the disease is called an ism because it's alive, and it's still there right now. In fact, it's still in me right now, too, because it's my mind. It's the way my mind functions. It's the power of self. I'm the main man for my life. A long time ago, I was drunk and I was the main man. I got sober and I'm still the main man. But the disease is always going to tell me that I am the main man, that I can do things. I don't even know that my past is my future. What I did yesterday, I'll do today if I don't change. That's because of the disease of alcoholism. And it hasn't got a damn thing to do with drinking bars. It don't have a damn thing to do with how many meetings I go to or I don't go to. So I don't, see, I can't put this together because I don't have the power to put it together. I don't have the power to look inside of me and see me for who I really am. And that's the disease, and I don't even know that. I think in time, just keep going to meetings. You're going to be all right. Just keep going. Keep struggling. Keep hurting people. Go out there and act like a damn fool because you're sober and it's okay. This is, this is a mind that's talking to me, but it's my mind. And I can't look at it. I can't, I can't identify it. I keep looking at you, whoever you are. I don't give a damn who you are. And I think you're at fault. I think it's because of your, your, your actions, what you say, what you do. You drive your car wrong. It entitles me to think that you're all wet. I'm right. I, can, I, I watch a guy park a car. And I watch him park the car, and I think, isn't that terrible? He doesn't even know how to park that damn car. It hasn't got a damn thing to do with my life. It is upsetting me what he's doing, and I can't identify that. I think it's okay to get upset. It's okay to burn and boil because of other people's behavior. You go in the restaurant like we did tonight. <clears throat> I think in turn that I have the right in there to look at things and see things wrong because it's, I think they're wrong. This year, this year, this year makes me upset. It hurts me. It makes my mind keep going. And when I'm like that, I'm not. I'm, everything I look at is wrong. I got. I got something happening to me, and I don't know what it is. And it's the same thing that was happening to me when I was drinking, drunk, and here I am sober now, and it's the same thing again. I I can't stand people. I've I've got a dissatisfied mind. I got a mind that's unsatisfied. You can't satisfy my mind. And this was like a, that when I was drunk, and it's like that when I'm sober. I get something, after I get it, it's no damn good. Because I think it should be something else. It should be better. Or it should do more for me. And this is the disease that I'm doing. I'm living in the alcoholism and sober, and, I, and I'm so upset. I'm so angry. Because nothing pleases me. Nothing, nothing, nothing stays that satisfies me. I get a new car. I get a man. I did too. You know, in, in 1954, I bought a brand new Mercury, a 1955 Mercury. They put it on the showroom, and they bought it right off the showroom. And you know what? I thought, man, that's beautiful. Now here, I got a brand new car. Man, I'm I'm really I'm really doing well. See, I'm doing well. I can't even drive the damn thing. I drive it. And I get mad. I get mean. I get I hit. I I see people. I'm in my new car. Don't they know who I am? And no, they don't know who I am. So they go ahead and blow the horn at me. 
and I don't like it. I don't think they should blow the horn at me because what the hell is they're wrong, I'm right. And it bothers me because I don't know why though. This here you know, this this is a disease of alcoholism and it has to be talked about. And it isn't something now that that I can learn something and after I hear something and so the disease of alcoholism is a mind functioning disease. And I have to keep me personally I have to keep seeing what it is that's wrong inside of me because that's where the trouble lies. I get hurt in a day I'm in. My disease of alcoholism, when it isn't treated by the program recovery, it'll do again the same thing today as it always does. It'll make me restless, irritable, discontented. I'll find fault. I'll look out there in a world and I can't accept that world. I'm living in a world sober and it's the same world that I was drunk because I can't live in it. Because there's too much wrong. There's too many people. There's too many things happening. I can't, I just, I just can't accept it. I, I'm still angry inside. And I've got the world by the tail. I'm sober. I got a brand new car. I got a house, a brand new house. I watched them build it. And it doesn't do what I thought it would do to me. And so here I am. I'm still angry. I'm still the same man inside. I got a wife. I don't know how to treat her. I don't know how to tell her I love her. I don't know how to, you know, I don't have, I'm looking for trouble all the time. I got a chip on my shoulder. I'm waiting for you to knock it off. Anybody. I don't care. Her, anybody. You, anybody else. And this is a mind that's hurt. This is a mind that's injured. This is a mind that's in me. And here I come to Alcoholics Anonymous and I think that all you have to do is the name of the game is staying sober. But what am I going to do with the mind that I brought here? How can I stay sober? when I have a mind that can't be satisfied because it's hurt, it's injured. It got that way a long time ago and it's called the disease of alcoholism because it centers in my mind, not my body. It hasn't got a damn thing to do with, with drinking. It hasn't got anything to do with bottles, bars. And yet though, my life is still unmanageable and I'm sober. The disease of alcoholism is why my life is like it is because there's something wrong with me. And it hasn't got anything to do with alcohol, although the alcohol has to be identified. But even in the steps, when I get into the steps, it's like in step one. There's so much I should know because of what I am. I'm an alcoholic with alcoholism. And when I get into steps, why should I even begin to get into steps if I don't know what they're for? Because I have a same mind that when it was drunk, did the same thing. I got the same mind when I'm sober, does the same thing. It's a thinking process. In the in the big book, on page 23, it talks in there, and it, it says in there that it would be academic for any of us, me, talk about what alcohol does or how drunk I was and how this I was and everything else if I never took the drink in the first place. It would be academic, in other words, to look at what the disease or what alcohol does to me if I never took the drink because the disease centers in my mind. Not the alcohol, the disease. What is it? It's a mind that's hurt, it's injured. It's called alcoholism. It's called alcoholism because it's always there. It's alive. Not alcohol, alcoholism. And I and I just don't I just don't look at that. I just don't even identify that as I get mad or as I'm in my day upset. As I'm in the day I'm in, I don't know why I'm like I am. Because I'm going to meetings. Why in the heck can't I have a good life now? I can't. I've got a mind that won't let me have a good life. I got a I got a mind that tells me 
you're wrong, I'm right. That's not alcohol, that's alcoholism. But, you know, if I don't see this as an awareness thing, not an understanding thing, but an awareness, in other words, to see that what it is that's happening. And this is in your big book. This is on page 60, and it starts in there. It says in there that any I had to be convinced that any life run on self-will could hardly be a success because I'm always in conflict or, or con confusing or arguing or fighting something or somebody even when my, when my motives are good. But I don't think that's me because I'm sober. I don't think I'd do that. I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. Look at all the stuff I do. I'm sober. I'm buying a house, a car. I'm helping my wife. I'm helping my neighbor and everything else. But I'm ready to kill you one minute and love you the next minute. I don't know what that is. I, I can't put that together. I just can't. And yet, though, it's going to save my life. It's going to save my life. Because I'm always against you. I'm always against everything. And being against it, I mean exactly that. I don't care what it is. I'm going to find fault with it. I'm going to pick on it. I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to find fault. I'm going to see everything about you that's wrong. I'm going to identify things that I think that you're doing. And I don't even know what that is. You know, I just don't know. I don't know that I have a mind that looks at the world, and it sees the world, but it isn't what I see. It's what I think I see. And what I think I see bothers me. It upsets me. And that's the disease of alcoholism. I keep going in the world I'm in, thinking in turn, that I can change something and make it right. And it never does that. But I think it's because you're not right. I don't know that it's me that's not right. I've got that same mind that controls me. It wants to still find fault. It still tells me I'm a self-talker. I'm sober. Go in the meetings. I found a God and prayed to God even. And you know what I do? I still talk to myself. My mind talks to me and tells me how things should be and they're not that way and it bothers me. It upsets me. I have a mind that tells me exactly how wrong you are. I listen to this mind. This mind is where the disease is. This mind is what I brought here. This is the same mind that I drank with and now I'm still talking to it the same way I did when I was drunk. I don't like this. I don't like that. This should be different. That should be different. This mind is a self-talking mind, but it talks with power. It isn't thinking at all. It's not a mind that just thinks. It's a mind that's a power. It tells me what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it. And I don't know that, though. I don't know it. I think in terms that I respond to life because I'm right. I'm right. I don't know that my mind, whatever I see, is not what's wrong. It's what my mind tells me about what I see that's wrong. And I can't, I can't identify that. That don't make sense, see? I can look at something, and I don't care if it's right or wrong, I still think that it's wrong or right. Whether it is wrong or right doesn't make no difference. It's what I think about it that bothers me. Now that's a hell of a dilemma, to have to live in life and see things you, and upset yourself and you can't do anything about it. And I couldn't do anything about it. I'm still going to get upset. And I tell myself, no, I'm not going to get it. And I still will. I want it different, and I, and I don't know. It can't be any different, but I still want it different. Whatever it is, I want you to behave. I won't accept you for the way you are. I just won't do it. I want you to change because I want you to change. What you do, I don't care what you do. If I don't like it, I think you should do better or different. 
and you won't. It's just like my wife, the same way. When I was looking at her, I want her to do different than what she's doing, and she don't even know that, so she doesn't do different, and I get upset. She can't do anything different. How could she? Because I'm the one that thinks she should different, do different, not her. And I can't accept that. I can't look at that. This here, this is what I'm talking about now goes into all of every every area of my life. At work, when I work with a guy, uh, he's working alongside of me, and I don't think he's doing a very good job. He's he's dumb. He's nuts. He doesn't know what he's doing even. You know, look what he's doing now. How wrong it is. And it bothers me. It upsets me. It's the same thing I said about driving a car. The same way. Why can't I drive my car without driving your car? I can't do it. I drive my car and your car because everything you do in that car is wrong. And I'm looking that way. Now this gets to be a big thing. This is a thing that I have had in me right from the word go that this is in a daily reprieve. Now this daily reprieve they're talking about in the book where it says I'm not cured of alcoholism. What I really have is a daily reprieve. Now this daily reprieve they're talking about in the book where it says I'm not cured of alcoholism. What I really have is a daily reprieve contingent on maintenance of my spiritual condition. Today, if my spiritual condition isn't very good, you know what? I still can't drive my car. I can let you in, but I'm letting you in under protest. I'm still I'm still I'm still fighting it, and I'm letting you in, but I'm only letting you in because I gotta let you in. Man, it's killing me. And this is I I don't know what this is. But this is a mind. This is what I this is the reason I come to Alcoholics Anonymous. This isn't, what I'm talking about now isn't steps. This was, it is, but I'm not talking about steps. I'm talking about a way of life. That in the life that I'm in today, with no reference to time, now a lot of time, a short time, a lot of meetings, no meetings, a lot of praying, no praying, that isn't what I'm talking about. Because even that doesn't stop the disease of alcoholism. That is, that is, that don't stop the disease. But I don't know that because I think in terms that I go to a lot of meetings. Then I can watch things a little closer. I'll be a little more careful this time. I just won't blow my lid so hard. I'll just be, I won't get so mad at somebody. The next thing, no, you know what happens? I get just as mad as I ever did or matter. And I just got through telling myself I wasn't going to do it and I can't do that. And I don't know what that is. That's a power that they're talking about in steps and it's in step two. But it's a power that I use, and it's not a higher power, a power greater than me, it's my power. My whole life, my whole very being, all the time, before Alcoholics Anonymous and then sometime later in Alcoholics Anonymous, was still the same power controlling my life because it did exactly everything I, that I was told to do because it's me. It's my mind. It's the way I live, the way I think. I get restless, irritable, discontented, like in the big book when Dr. Silkwork is talking in there. And he talks to alcoholics, drink for the effect, because they're restless, irritable, discontented, until they drink again. Here, what he's saying to me is that this alcohol that I was drinking was treating my alcoholism, and I didn't even know, because it was treating my mind, the alcohol was. It was making the world I was in, a world I could be in, because I was drinking, because I wasn't finding fault. Because I was getting things in because my mind said it's okay, man. Everything's cool now. There wasn't a fight going on. My mind was getting fogged. It was getting now so that there was stuff there now that was taking care of the disease. And it was alcohol. But after I come to Alcoholics Anonymous, 
and I wasn't drinking any booze, what am I going to do now with that same mind that I brought here? What am I going to do with it? The thing's going to kill me again. And I know it, too. I went for so long. I went for two and a half years in Alcoholics Anonymous, fighting everything and everybody every day, living in a world, the same world I drank, the same world I was drunk, and I'm sober, and it's the same world, always the same world. I'm restless, irritable, discontented. Not because of alcohol, because of alcoholism. Because the power that's in my head is distorted, it's, it's aberrated, it's hurt, it's perverse. It always does the wrong damn thing. When it should do something here, it does it over there. Then it's alcoholism. It's a way of thinking. I didn't know that these here yesterdays, what I'm talking about, whether I was drunk or sober, these yesterdays are my todays and my future all the time. The things that I did yesterday that I shouldn't do, I'm going to do again. I must get ready for it. If it doesn't get treated, if I'm the same man without the program recovery and this here power that called God, I'm going to have to do everything again, again, and again, and again. Because that's all I can do. But I can't accept that because I don't know that. How much of this here, you know, now, to talk about the disease of alcoholism, it has to be talked about in today's life. And the, the reason for that is because I kept looking backwards and I kept looking forward, thinking in terms that I'm going to get better and things are going to change and this is going to happen and more meetings and a sponsor and more steps. I've got a long way to go. And so when it's, after so many years, I'm going to be okay. Now, see, that's the disease talking. That isn't real. See, that don't happen. It never will happen that way. I don't have a long way to go. I have only the now, only the moment I'm in right now. I'm an alcoholic with alcoholism. There's no such thing as, as tomorrow's because I get sick today. I do damage today. I don't do damage tomorrow. I do it today. My disease kills me today. It don't kill me tomorrow. It don't kill me yesterday. It kills me now. The disease of alcoholism has to be looked at, has to be considered. Well, what is the disease of alcoholism? It's a live thing. It's called an ism because it's never a wasn't. You can't treat it and it's gone. You can't say, man, I've been to maybe 10 meetings this week. I'm okay now. Now I can do any damn thing I want. I can't do that. You know why? It's because... The moment that I do the same thing that I've done before, I'll get the same damn results. Now, that's a, that's a hard nut to swallow. Now, this is in steps, and this is the truth. This is exactly, if you don't think so, look at your track record. If you got one, look at it and see. Look at today, this day today. Was there anything happened today in your life today? This ain't a question and answer. It's a question and answer to self. Is there anything that went on today that upset you? that you didn't like, that you wanted it different? Is there anything at all that you thought of today that you shouldn't think of because it hurts you, that makes you feel guilty or uncomfortable? Did you answer somebody the wrong way and then later on wish the hell you'd never answer them that way because it's bothering you now? This is something to think about. This is really something to talk about. This is something that I never wanted to look at or never wanted to consider because my behavior in the day I was in, I always put the blame elsewhere because I'm sober. I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I, I got a lot of years. But you know what? My mind says, no, that isn't the way it is. They're wrong. They're still wrong. 
they didn't respond and didn't treat me the way they should because I'm special. And that could be a, that could be a, maybe at the airport, maybe at the restaurant, maybe anywhere, maybe your own someone you love. This is something now too that should be looked at because it's still the disease of alcoholism. It's still in me. It's never cured. The only way, like I said, on page eighty-five, I'm not cured of alcoholism. What I really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. Every day is a day I must carry the vision of God's will into all my activities. You know what all my activities are? It's a long time. I've been sober over 41 and a half years. December, I'm going for 42 years. And Alcoholics Anonymous continuously sober with God in a program recovery. And I'm still right today, this day, now. I still have to have the same thing that any alcoholic whether he's one day just coming through the door the first time or any of you guys, I must have right now, now, my alcoholism treated now, now. Not tonight, not after the retreat, not after I learn more. No, no. See, the disease says I can get away with anything because I've got a long way to go. I'm new. I haven't got the 12 steps in my life. You see, it isn't a question like that. The alcoholism isn't treated that way. Alcoholism is treated in the moment you're in. Now, I don't know if you'll buy this or not, because when you look at your life, like I looked at it one time, I've only got maybe a couple of months, maybe maybe a, a couple of years, anything. See? And that, in turn, allowed me to think in terms that this year program recovery is going to be when the future gets better, or I get more of this, or I do more, or something like that. I don't know how you think about it, but that's the way I used to think about it. My sponsor had nine years. His birthday was in December 1943. He had nine years when he yelled for help and he put me in the hospital. I get out of the hospital and think in terms that I've got nine years now. And when I get nine years, I'll be going to be like him. That's what I, I used to tell him that. You know, when he'd tell me steps, and I'd tell his name was Steve, Ed Stevens. I'd say, Steve, you know what you're talking about? When I get nine years, I'll, know, I'll do exactly what you're doing now. I'll be able to do like you are and everything else. And he'd say, no, no, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. Now, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. See, now, that, that don't make sense to me. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. But you see, I do have an idea, and I do know what he meant, too. That this disease of alcoholism has to be treated now, or it's never treated. I didn't know that he told me at that time, and I'll tell you the same thing, that when you wake up in the morning as an alcoholic with alcoholism, if you don't start your program of recovery right then, you haven't got one. Now, how'd you like to have somebody tell you that after you got some years? How would you like to hear that? That don't make that to me didn't make any sense at all. After you, I've done as much as I've done, and back in them days, I've been real busy in Alcoholics Anonymous even back then. And I thought, well, aren't you going to give me some credit? Aren't you going to recognize the fact? Of all the things that I've been doing in AA, doesn't that count? Doesn't these yesterdays, don't they count? No, they don't count. They don't. They really don't count. The reason they don't count is because the disease has to be treated now. You can't store this stuff up. You can't store your time up or your prayers up or your, your meetings up or all your good 12-step work up. And then get in trouble today and think you can sit back now and draw from that, like you do a bank account, that you stored up some good times, some good quality. 
and it's going to take care of today's life, today's thinking. You see what I'm talking about now? These are things that had to be presented like this. Here it is. This is food, what I'm talking about. And you have to eat it. You can look at it all you want. It'll never do you a bit of good. You'll still starve to death. It's the same principle, the same thing. If I don't put that inside of me, if I don't use that, I can't benefit from that. This is something now that's real serious. This is why retreats are going like they're going right now. This is prime time. Prime time means the very best. It can be no better. There's no other place to go. Where could I go? They haven't printed another big book since that one's been, been printed. It's the same, it's the same program recovery. It's the same steps. It's the same steps I started with, my sponsor started with. And it's in an application. It's got to be in an application. What's an application? An application is exactly what it says it is. It's not a reading thing. It's not a listening thing. It's not a discussing thing. An application is a doing thing. It's an application applying that it's all, and this is in print. And let me tell you also, anything I say, anything I'm talking about, you want to call me on it, write it down in them pads now. And I'll show you in the big book, the 12 by 12, or even in the Sermon on the Mount, or maybe Dr. Tebow's papers of, about what I'm saying is already there. I, I don't have, I'm not saying this is what I believe because it helped me only. This is because it did help me because it's already in print. It's already established. This is all true, what I'm saying. So it's a message. It's a message about recovery, of Alcoholics Anonymous. Why each and every one of us has to have the message if you have the disease of alcoholism. This book here, the big book, was printed for alcoholics with alcoholism to treat alcoholism. Not to treat mankind like the Bible. The Bible was treated for, was, was for mankind. This is for alcoholics. Mankind don't have the trouble we have. We're bodily and mentally different. It says that in chapter 3. And this is true. But you see, this is saving my life. This is giving me a world that I never knew existed. I never knew there was such a world that you can have a day so, so nice and so pleasing that all good things come to you without even looking for them. I didn't know that because I fought for everything. I pushed and shoved. And I fought people, and I mean fight them, too, to prove a point, to get something. And I kept losing all the time. Here I am sober, now Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm still losing. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my friends. I'm losing my self-respect, even. And I'm sober. I lost to drinking because of the dirty crap. I lived in a sewer. And here I am in Alcoholics Anonymous, and I'm still losing. I'm punishing people, people that love me. And I don't know what's the matter with me. I think in terms of maybe more meetings. No, no, no more meetings. You, meetings does not change the character I am by attendance. Never. Meetings are essential. I'm not putting them down. Meetings are a must for every one of us. Me too. So is reading. But see, this stuff doesn't change the character. You can leave this meeting right now. There isn't a one word I said that would do you any good, that you could do anything different than when you walked in here because the character don't change. Alcoholics Anonymous, they come here a long time ago, and I didn't know about the disease of alcoholism. I had no idea. I kept struggling. I kept fighting. I kept pushing and waiting and doing all sorts of things. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know what I needed. Alcoholics Anonymous has got two ingredients, and this two ingredients I had to find by application for me. 
And what they are, there's a power here in Alcoholics Anonymous, a power that's in step. And this power is a power greater than me. But I must apply this to know what a power greater than me is. And it's God. That's what this is all about. It's about a power called God. He's the Lord of my life. But there's another ingredient there. There's 12 steps. There's a method of living. With the power behind it that makes it possible to live that method means a new character. I cannot be who I am and stay that way and have any success. I must change. This is a message now. This isn't about going to meetings. This is about learning about a character. A character that I brought here, me. And this character that I brought here can do no more than, he, than I ever did. Because being sober isn't the name of the game. It's a requirement, but it's not the name of the game. And I don't know that. I still think in terms that this year I'm going to eventually get it. it takes time. Just keep going to more meetings. Just do this and do it. No way, man. If you're like me, you're going you're gonna to sweat. You're going to sink. You're not going to make it. Because I knew damn well after two and a half years, I was doing things two and a half years, sober, not college anonymous, that I said I would never do. Now, when I was drunk, I used to say that. But I had a legitimate excuse. When I was drunk, I used to tell my wife, I'll never do that again. I'm sorry, I was drunk. I didn't know any better. I'd tell my boss the same thing so he wouldn't fire me. But you see, here I am sober. I haven't got that excuse. I can't say that. I can't say that I bit my wife and maybe or the drivers or I did this or I did that because I was sober. That didn't make sense. The, the character, the character that I am did it because I'm still that character. I haven't changed. I'm the same character. You just, I don't have the drunken behavior. That's all. My mind is just as ratty. My mind still goes to the sewer without the program of recovery because I don't change. The program of recovery is a program of recovery. It's a message. Why talk about anything else but the program of recovery? Why? I don't think you should, myself personally, because this isn't a program of failure. This isn't a program that works just for me and not you, or maybe now and then you or something like that. This is a program of recovery for every alcoholic with alcoholism because of what it is. It's a change of character, a change of character. That word I had to, I had this, man, I had to hang on to that word for a long time, character. Because I don't like the word character. When I was younger, everybody talked about me that way. They, they named me all the time. There's a bad character. Don't trust that character. That character will turn on you. That character. I'm going to make it. I'm okay. I've done enough this. I've done enough that. You know, and I'll tell you, you know, this here word, like you'll hear me talk about the word understand. You know, I try, I bite my tongue every time I say it. I try not. I try never to say the word understand or understanding, because I got mixed up along the line here. Because of my mind, it's a it's a fogged mind. It's a it's got a mind that talks to itself. It's got a mind that's a power. And whenever it says I understand right away, that's all you have to say. I know every damn thing you're going to say from here on, so I don't have to hear any more. I understand. I'll walk away, and I don't know a damn thing different. I haven't learned anything. My mind says I. You, you know all that. I, I've read that book how many times. Man, I've read the book. I live with it. I go to bed with it lots of times. I understand everything. No, I don't. My disease doesn't understand that. The power greater than me, that power understands that. So if I go to me, who do you think I'm going to? Today, this day, now, today. Who do you think I'm going to? I'm going to the ism. You know why? Because the power is me. 
This here has to be talked about, I believe, so that when we get into step, and talk about step, there's a purpose for step. There's a reason that steps are in a logical order form from 1 to 12. Logical order form to treat alcoholism, starting from 1, to build a character, a new character, a new character now. That, to me, has to be presented. That's another thing I have to look at. Expose it. Don't put it away. Don't say the words and then think maybe I can I can do something now because I heard a few words. Man, I can't do many things by myself. Sometimes I have to hear a thing a hundred times. I might hear half of it after a hundred times. I've got a brain that just goes anywhere it wants to go and it doesn't want to stay wherever it's at. The body stays here, but the brain takes off. How much of this here like yourself right now? Any and all of you. We've been sitting here maybe a meal. I don't know how long, maybe a half hour or whatever it was. How many times has your mind left the room? No, I mean this right now. Right this here right now. How many times? I used to sit at a meeting. I'll bet you two to one. I'll bet you two to one in them days there, and especially when I was running real heavy with some gals, I bet you I wasn't in that meeting five minutes. <laughs> I bet you I wasn't. Truthfully, I wasn't. That's a, that's a fact, you know. To identify this stuff and talk about it, you know, it saved my life. It really, honest to God, saved my life. Because, you see, at one time, my mind controlled me so strong, so strong. And I did not drink. And I lived, I've lived at meetings. I pray to a God on my knees. I do many things. But you see, them aren't qualifying things. They are not qualifying things. See, that's like saying that we come to Alcoholics Anonymous. See, Alcoholics Anonymous was put on this earth in June 10th, 1935, by Bill and Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob's birthday is the start of the Alcoholics Anonymous. But you see, that there was put on this earth by God. Through Dr. Bob and Bill Wilson, because alcoholism needed to be treated and was never, never treated before this. Because they had less than 2% before this. That meant 98% of every alcoholic with alcoholism had to go insane or die. And then here comes Alcoholics Anonymous with Dr. Bob and Bill Wilson to treat alcoholism. The only reason, the only reason Alcoholics Anonymous was put on this earth, the only reason was to treat alcoholism. Nothing else. Imagine this now. Think of what I'm saying. Alcoholics Anonymous was put here on this earth by God to treat alcoholism and only alcoholism. Why? Because you see, in a, in a character like I am, if you treat my alcoholism the way it should be treated by God in the steps, my whole life changes. My whole being is different. I'm a new character. I can show and I can contribute to the world a different man, a different character. I can contribute something to this world today. When before I used to take all the time, I was always a pusher, shover, taker. I was always looking after me, hurting you, whoever you were. It didn't make no difference. Here the picture's turning around. This life that I'm in today is a different world entirely. There's only one world, but there's two concepts. I lived in one concept, which was me. The other concept is God's world. The world that we're talking about all the time in Alcoholics Anonymous. A world in there that I want to live in. A world that is there to live in. Before this world, I don't know about yours. But sober, I still couldn't live in it. Drunk, I couldn't. Sober, I couldn't. Because there was too much wrong with it. And it was too spread out. It was in the future. It was in the past. I couldn't even live in the day I was in. Because I was so troubled about my past. And I was so troubled about my future. I was trying to make something happen that wouldn't happen. 
I was doing the same damage that I did before because I'm the same man. Alcohol is anonymous. Gives each and every one of us a way of life. And it talks about that. It talks in there, in your forward, in your, in your uh, 12 by 12. And it talks in there about Alcoholics Anonymous 12 Steps. They're a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life will expel the obsession and drink and enable the sufferer to live happily and usefully whole. Man, all my life I wanted to be happily and usefully whole. The only satisfaction, the only real true happiness I ever had was when I started to have what God says I can have because it's permanent. It belongs to me. You can't take it from me. You can't blow your horn at me. You can't call me names. You can't upset me so bad that I have to ruin my life over it. You can't do it. It's permanent. I can throw it away, but you can't take it from me. I can tell God, I don't want you in my life anymore and walk my own way and then get hurt. Sure, I can. But you see, there is a difference here in Alcoholics Anonymous for each and every one of us. See, this life that I'm talking about is on a daily basis. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a hit and miss deal. It's not a deal where all of a sudden here I am in pain again, suffering again because of something I just got fired over because I did something or acted some way and now I can't even find another job. How many times, you know, I've been working with alcoholics and and we're talking about, here's a guy, an alcoholic I get, he can't find a job, he hasn't worked for a year, two years. He sends resumes out, he can't do this, can't do that. Put the steps in his life, start working with him. He changes, the character changes. All of a sudden he's transmitting a new character. All of a sudden he's filling out a resume, different. He's talking over the phone, different. All of a sudden he's got a job again. Because of the change of character, the disease of alcohol has been being treated. He's a new man. He's a new man in every department, all of his, all of his affairs. I see this all the time. I see it one way after another. This is something that has to be looked at as a disease. This is something now that I talk about on a Monday night down in L.A. down there in Sherman Oaks. We have a Monday night stag meeting. And it's about the disease of alcoholism today, the now. It's about having a way of life now for each and every one of us. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed for you like it's guaranteed for me, the same way. But first, though, I had to learn, like I'm, like I'm saying right now, about the disease of alcoholism. There are so many places that the disease is. This disease of alcoholism is hidden. It's a hidden disease. And for me, I had to recognize it first. Any success, it gets hidden. Any money in my pocket, it gets hidden. Any girlfriend, a new girl, man, it's hidden again. Cars, money, any kind of pat in the back, the disease is hidden. You know what it does? My ego comes back. I get strong. I think I'm somebody special again. I think I, I need special favor, special treatment. This here, this makes me, in the day I'm in, man, I'm telling you, I'm going to get attacked again. I'm going to get something now that I'm going to have to answer to. You know, in the, uh, in this here, this language of the heart here, you're talking here, it says, it said, our friends of the world outside, so puzzled over this paradox, are apt to miss the most significant statement as they read our, our point one. It is this, AA must continue to live or most of us will surely die. That stark assertion, assertion carries a world of meaning for every member of Alcoholics Anonymous. While it is perfectly true that no AA group can possibly coerce an alcoholic to contribute money to conform to the 12 steps of a recovery program or to the 12 points of AA's tradition, 
Each AA member is nevertheless most powerfully compelled in the long run to do these very things. The truth is that in the life of each AA member, there still looks, lurks a tyrant. His name is alcohol. He is cunning, ruthless, and his weapons are misery, insanity, and doubt. No matter how long we may be sober, he always stands at each man's elbow, ever watchful of an opportunity to resume his destruction. Like an agent of the Gestapo, he ever threatens each AA citizen with torture or extinction. Unless, of course, the AA citizen is willing to live unselfishly, often placing the welfare of AA as a whole ahead of his own personal plans and ambitions. Apparently, no human being can force alcoholics to live happily and usefully together. But Mr. John Barleycorn can, and he often does. He's talking about the disease. There's so much to talk about for identification, for awareness. I believe you could talk forever on it if the self-honesty is self. Now, I had to learn from the word go. I had a sponsor that was a strong man. He had his finger in my nose all the time like this, telling me, this is the way it is, this is what you do, so on. You see, this is all about a way of life that each and every one of us, if you don't expose it, if you don't, if you don't look at it for what it really is, your own self-honesty of self. My sponsor taught me from the word go and self-honesty. is not cash register honesty, but it's self-honesty about how my brain will control me and function in the day I'm in, and I'll lie and self-deceive myself by putting some excuses there that allows me to go a little farther in the day I'm in, trying to get away with this, trying to get away with Total honesty. I had to learn a great deal about this is what we're talking about tonight. And this is exactly that, about this here, first things first. I had a sponsor, right, and uh, this had to be, I had to be taught this all the way, right before steps even, about first things first. And doing everything the best I can, my very best shot, 100% of what I got to go ahead in this day today, living this here first things first, so that when I get going along in steps, that I won't go ahead and start cutting corners, jumping ahead, not doing this, not doing that. First things first meant exactly this, that I had to put it, each, he said, for each day of your life from this point on, first things first. Whatever the major, whatever the major thing is in your life that's blocking your life today, has to be first. Consideration. It has to be looked at, considered. It cannot be pushed aside. Like with me, it was hospital first. He put me in the hospital. He paid my bills there. And after he got out of the hospital, he got food in my house. He got my wife back, got my job back for me. Paid my bills. This is first things first in the order form he was saying, so that I could have a productive life now. Because I don't know how to have a productive life. All I have, all I know is get sober and still look for the easier, softer ways. Hang out in clubs. Drink coffee. Don't go to work. Go down to the bar and suck on coats. See if you can get away with that for a while. Any, things like this. The man knew what to do. He knew how to handle me. He knew how to tell me and show me the things that I need to do and must do so that I'll have what he has. Because he said, I'm going to show you a way of living where drinking's not necessary. I'm going to take the bumps out of the road. He said, this is not a trial and error program. So he said, I'll give you everything I got plus what you can have. This is, this is exactly the, what page 17 tells you about in your big book. That we have a solution. We have a way out upon a solution which we absolutely could agree upon with brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news. This book cares to those who suffer from alcoholism. That's what we're doing here now. Brotherly and harmonious action. What's brotherly and harmonious action? From this point on, I had to start doing this. I had to start looking at words now. 
for what words really mean and what they are. So I couldn't know from this moment on. Now, there's a lot to say, but I'll say only a couple of words. Maybe you can get it that way, is that brotherly and harmonious acting. What brotherly and harmonious acting? You see, when I got in this place here, I had a brain that was really ratty. I had a brain that was hurt. I hated everything and everybody, and I couldn't do a damn thing about it because I didn't know what was wrong with me. I would sit at meetings like you're sitting in meetings right now, and I'd see somebody with a beard, and I don't like him at all. I'm looking at him and wondering what the hell's the matter with that guy. He's got a beard. I don't need a beard. Where I got that from, I haven't any idea. But I had it. My mind was telling me something. It, and it was controlling me and making my life unmanageable. I was restless, irritable, discontent because my mind was not satisfied. My mind was still the power. And I don't even know that that's the purpose of coming to Alcoholics Anonymous and that's the purpose why step two. Step two is put there in a second position after the disease is identified in step one immediately go to the power because of what the what it says in step two but see to know this ahead of time this is why with me i had to find out a great deal about the abc what i call not the abc's out of your big book but that i call the abc's about alcoholism ego and self just exactly who i am what's wrong with me why get in the steps like i did i went through 12 steps at one time with a sponsor when I got through the 12 steps, it was the same way as it was before because I was still trying to do the same thing I always did. I was still trying to apply steps because of what I thought they were. I thought it meant this because I remembered it. I remembered them all, every one of them. I'd go out in the day and i think in terms of step two, step five, step seven, this, that, and everything else. But I was the one that was trying to make the world the world that I wanted to make it to be through the steps. And I missed the point altogether about the power. The power of self. This here is information right now. Might not You might not need it. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I needed it. Because even leaving a meeting like this here, just not even getting out there, maybe on that hallway or something like that, and, and see something or think of something, and your mind is being hurt. You're going backwards in somebody else's behavior. Something happened to you. It's occupying your mind. It's, it's clouding your brain so you can't see something you should see in the moment you're in. Instead of that, you're living backwards or forwards. That's all I did. That's all, that's all I ever did. I was a mechanic all my life, and I could, I could work on, I could go to work blind or come to, in a blackout. I'd come to work. At work, I'm working on an iron, and, I, and I'm, I'm in a blackout, and I come to. I'm doing my work. I don't even know I'm at work. But here I am sober now, and I'm doing the same thing, but I'm not blind drunk. But my mind is 10 miles away, and I'm doing my job. How much of a job can I do that way? I can do it, but how good is it? Never, never dawned on me, none of this stuff. My brain was so occupied with me, the disease. My brain was occupied by me. That's in steps. And why would they put that in steps? Why would they put it in step two? It's the beginning of a program of recovery. That's a necessary thing to have, necessary to talk about. The steps are, I know darn well, when you talk about steps, they're so big, they're so encompassing, they're so, they cover so much of an area. Can you imagine? There's only this here, this here book here. The 12 steps starts, it's about 104 pages of the 12 steps. Now, 104 pages, you know, for any alcoholic man or woman on this earth treats their alcoholism. Taking me almost, like I said, 41 and a half years has taken me. How could 12 steps? But step one is only two pages. How could that, how could that have any effect on your life that long? 
What is this all about? What is this program recovery about? What are we doing here all the time? Why keep coming to meetings after you've been sober years? Why keep coming? Did you ever stop and ask yourself them questions? Did you ever really look at that and see see that? Or at least I did. I had to do this. Exactly. What's taking place here? You know, what what are we doing here? Why would these your retreats and these meetings after a certain length of time? Why do you have to still go? The reason why I have to go is because of why I came here in the first place. There's a disease called alcoholism. It's a mind control disease. I have a brain, a mind, that was hurt a long time ago. It is still hurt today by the power itself. Because it's an ism. It's never a wasm. I can't erase it out of my mind. I can't treat it. It's gone. It's still there because the power that's there is me. I'm still living with the same power that did everything before. It'll do everything again the same way. Because it can do no different. It's already there. It's like a tattoo. If you don't think so, just think why in your day you're in. Why can't you stop doing something so you don't have to do that again? You ever find yourself doing something the day you're in? You did it before and you got bad results and here you are doing it again trying to get good results? Why? Only because you're doing the same thing. You're using the power that you used the last time. And it can do only so much and that's as far as it will go. It can't do what it's needed to do because it's still full of all the defects and all the, the shortcomings, all of the other problems. See? So this here, these here steps, there's an awful lot in each one of them to look at, to talk about. So ahead of time, to talk about the disease of alcoholism, I believe is necessary. I know darn well when I started the first time, first time these was without the program recovery with a God. I had the program recovery as far as looking at it, reading it, and so on. The next time, though, I had to learn first what the disease is of alcoholism. Then the steps became something different. They became something I needed. They became an application. They became a character change. They became something that I needed, and it's still the same message today for alcoholism for any, any of us, any, any one of us that has alcoholism. How much of this you want to have, I have no idea. I know that I recognized and I knew that there was a life to have here, and I wanted every bit of it. I started going broke. I started doing exactly what we'll talk about in the steps. But I started doing it the day I was in. I had to learn how to keep this alive in the moment I'm in, no matter what's going down. I had a wife that I loved her real dearly, and I just started that. I I just started hearing, just started touching this stuff and everything else. She gets sick on a Thursday and dies on a Sunday morning. Four days, she's dead. I'm looking at her. She's laying there in a the casket, and I'm wondering, what's this alcoholic phenomenon business all about? Here I am. I come from a rough world, a tough world. I come from a world where you hurt people. She never hurt nobody. Maybe she is dead and I'm alive. Just exactly what this is all about. I couldn't figure it out. All my life here in Alcoholics Anonymous, I know for sure there's a message here. I know that this message, my God wants me to deliver this message. I'm a messenger. I'm not the message. This is all in print. Everything I'm going to say or do, I'll tell you. I'll show you exactly where it's at, why it's there, and what it's for. And this is important to know ahead of time. Ahead of time meaning the steps. Because each one of us, I have to have today the same thing you do. No matter how much time I have, I still have to keep going forward. The reason why, it's in the steps. If this is what we're talking about. This is spiritual life. I have to grow daily spiritual. This means now the only way I can do that is in an application of 12 steps, because that's the only way any and all of us can go there. You can pray your life away. You can get up and walk from the, any prayer and do your own thing. That's what I did for a long time. Just thinking in terms of being sober 
and time will heal all things. He says, don't heal. It only heals in a day I'm in because that's the day I, my disease needs to be treated and that's, that's the day that God is there for me. He gives me all the power that's necessary. I had something happen to me a long time ago and it's all about this here message and program recovery through a power greater than me. It's about a God consciousness instead of self-consciousness. It's about a mind that I don't have to use this mind that I used to use all the time, I could do no different. I wanted to, but I couldn't. I'd sit there like you're sitting right now, and I'd look at somebody like I'm talking to you, and I'd rip them apart. I think he's a Jesus freak. I think there's something wrong with him. And yet, though, inside of myself, I knew that there was something I needed, and I didn't know what it was. This is what I'm talking about. It's the message. I need to have the message, because the message is all about alcoholism and a recovery program of the 12 steps. That's for the purpose of what we're here for now. I know this also. Now, you guys, some of you know me, or know a couple of you know me real well. This, you might, you might think like I used to think. Maybe you do think this way. You might think that I'm saying something, and I keep repeating this repetitive, repetitious of vodka words and everything else like that. Well, believe me, this I'm not really, but I am, but I'm not. The program recovery treats alcoholism. Alcoholism has to be treated daily. Now, alcoholism, I know for sure that this alcoholism will tell me and stop me from doing many, many things. So you see, my disease is growing even when I'm here at this meeting. I don't know if you know this, but I know this. The disease of alcoholism is always growing, going all the time. The only difference is I don't touch it. You might not agree with this, but it's true. Because you see, the, the character that I am that I brought here has got a lot smarter. The disease that I used to use with the mind is more capable today to see people, to take advantage of situations, to learn how to lie and not get caught, how to take advantage of situations you can get more. That's the disease of alcoholism. It didn't stop when I stopped in Alcoholics Anonymous and started this year way of life. It didn't stop. This is a mind that years ago, I didn't know that I built this mind out in the world I lived in. I built who I am. No bartenders, no mothers, fathers, or bosses, or anybody else built me. I built me. I found out in the world I lived in how to get things, how to obtain things, how to push and shove, steal and grab and take, how to use booze. And as I was using this booze, I was building a character. But I was building the character. Nobody else was. This is a, this is a tough nut sometimes to swallow. For me, it was. I worked real hard. But I did a lot of damage. And I kept working hard and I still did damage. And then when I get here, I think the only thing you have to do now is stay sober and go to meetings, don't get drunk, and things are going to be all right. No, they're not going to be all right. This is why Alcoholics Anonymous, for me, has to be, the message has to be delivered this way. The message, if it isn't delivered this way, I, I know for sure. I never seen it. I never heard it. I started looking elsewhere. My mind would take over. When my mind would take over, I want the easier, softer way. I don't want to hear this stuff. I think in terms that I know too damn much, I've been sober too long, and everything else about it. And yet, though, I'll go out there and I'll find that there's so much of this world that I'll keep losing. There's so many people that I'll still hurt. Up to now, I guess that's about, about what I'll say on the alcoholism and the ABC. So, with these questions and answers, so you can use it. All right. Uh, questions, and uh, Bob and I were, were discussing this um, uh, tonight. I, 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 you know, we, we should be able to answer all the questions, but tomorrow we're going to be really under under some time restraints to go through 12 steps. 
Okay, uh, and what you're going to see happen from what they're talking about in the back of the room is um, by tomorrow, by about step two or three, most of us let our guards down. Because I don't know about you guys, but I like to look good, and I don't want to be the one asking the questions. But by, by tomorrow, by about step three, everybody's going to realize that they were here to learn, and there's going to be a stack of questions, and we may not have time to go through them all as we get there. So what we'll do is save those questions, and those will all get answered Sunday morning. Or you can come up afterwards and answer. So anyway, first question. Uh, how do I get away from my power? Yeah, in, in step two, we'll talk about it tomorrow, is that uh, I never I never realized or never looked at myself as a power. I don't know if you do or not, but I, I do things because I think that things have to be done because I do them. It's my job or whatever it is. See, and, I, and I don't relate the word when they use the word power for what the power really is and what they mean by the power. And in your big book on page 45, when it talks in there, lack of power, that was my dilemma. But how was I to find this power? That's what this book is about, to enable me to find a power that will solve my problems. See, Well, problems... Uh, I, I, I don't... Uh, I look at life like pro everything's a problem. But I don't know what it means to look at life so that I can see better than I do or see or realize situations as they really are or uh, things to do that uh, uh, can be done without uh, without moaning and groaning, without looking at things like I shouldn't have to do this or that or anything else. See, and I don't realize what the, the actual power, what power means for my life the way, the way I think because I control my life. Uh, I have a mind when... Uh, it, it, become, it becomes the authority for my life in any way I think or act or whatever I need or my pleasures or anything else like that. And my mind got hurt a long time ago. It's aberrated. It's really it's, it's bent. Uh, in step one, you're 12 by 12, and it says we're glass in hand. I warp my mind. Well, you know, I know what things are when they're warped. You know, you ever see a warped board or anything like that? But I don't classify my mind as being warped, you know. But then the more that the, it, this disease is exposed, is, like I was talking about before, about how I behave, well, see, my mind got hurt, injured, but I'm still using the same power, the power that tells me right from wrong or up and down or this way or that way or, or feelings or any other damn thing. And I don't, I just don't recognize this. See, so in the step, in step two, is why step two is so important, you know, to be talked about, exposed, looked at for all of what's there to do, because exactly what you're saying or I'm saying all the time about this power, you know, I don't know how to, I just don't know how to do anything different. The power, power, power. So step two is an application. Now this application, it has to be exposed or talked about. We'll do it tomorrow. So to answer that question, I'd have to answer the whole step two, the purpose of why step two is in the second position and why it has to be the way it is, so that there's power now, so I don't have to be with me, so that my disease, when it's treated, the power of self is not in control, or it's not the main source of supply or the main man, I'm, in other words, self. But there's, there's to actually do this, though, it's an application, and it starts in two, and I know for sure, everyone, for myself and for the others that I've been close to, whenever trouble comes, whenever trouble comes in the day that I'm in sober, you can bet your bottom dollar one thing for sure. 
the self is back in the power form. Self is at the control. So that's the reason why step two has to be in the second position to treat alcoholism. So the building of the character. Without two, you can't build the character. We'll go into that tomorrow. Did you think you were changing those first two and a half years, or did you know you were the same man? Positively, I knew I was the same man, only worse. The reason why is because it was very obvious to me that when I came here in Alcoholics Anonymous, I was one man that was that was in trouble and was uh, broke and uh, had lost everything and hit bottom, and I had I was I was really uh, I was really well hurt in every way I could think. And so that was on the drunken part. So I come out when I come in the AA, and then here I come as I'm living. I lived two and a half years, and I bought a brand new GI house in Canoga Park down there. I bought a brand new car. I had two. I had a Mercury and a brand new Lincoln, even. And uh, so, the disease of alcoholism in my mind, my living got good. See, my living really got good, but my life went to hell. Got farther into the sewer. I lost more self-respect. My mind, I couldn't shut down. It wouldn't let me sleep. It just kept going and reliving all of yesterday's drunk and then all of today's sober. And I was getting worse and I knew it. I was sliding down a scale. Uh, you were explaining first things first and about material things, like what your sponsor did and everything. But could you explain first things first as far as living? Yeah, we'll talk about that too in steps. You know, <clears throat> well, here's what my sponsor met uh, meant when he when he was talking to me about this is that <clears throat> I I have found a way of living drunk and then I found a way sober and Alcoholics Anonymous so that I'll do certain things because they're easier to do or the things that I want to do and they're things that that sometimes are not even uh, there I shouldn't be doing them even because they're not necessary when other things are left aside. So I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll I'll look at certain things and I don't want to touch them because they they bother me. Uh, I don't think I want to do them. I'd rather do something else. So the first things first <clears throat> was explained to me that for my life to become productive, so the day I'm in, I'm the man I should be for my life, the way whatever my life is, which way it's going, that I must have to I must consider things that are stopping me from having or doing the day I'm in, like a job. Now first things first, if I didn't have a job, was to find a job. Instead of going sitting down at a club and suck coffee and tell everybody how broke I am or how bad it is, <clears throat> I should go ahead and I should do something about this. First things first would mean to put an effort out that day, an honest self-honesty effort, to do something about my employment. You know, by going out maybe to an employment agency, reading the newspapers, going asking for jobs or work or something like that. But see, first things first means everything that's in my life the day I'm in as a lifetime job. Now, not as a job to just to get a job or something like that or to fix them but for so that today this day today <clears throat> whatever is necessary for this day today there's got to be something that has to be attended to something is that's going to hold priority over other things so that the important things that are needed so my life will stay manageable so that my life doesn't become unmanageable again if i give priority to that and start that i have a way of life then that as the days come and go they're pretty damn good. They're, they're days that there's a lot accomplished. And I know this, too, because of the way my life is. I feel real good about myself a lot of times because I've had a day that was a good productive day. Maybe I fixed the car. 
and the car needed to be fixed and I had to work on it and I didn't want to work on it or something like that. But I did that, though, because I, I need that car. And that holds priority over something else where if I thought I went and done something else, cut the grass or something like that, then here comes nighttime and I can't go somewhere and the car won't run. I've got an unmanageable life again. I don't even know it. I don't know that my life is always like that. The unmanageable life is the life that I'm living. It's a world I live in that I can't live in because I have too much trouble, too much uh, adversity, too much, too many headaches, or too many. Too, it's a disturbing life. So I don't see that the unmanageable life along this line has to be described because I don't know what an unmanageable life is. It, it is, it is exactly that. It's through my own stupidity, my own procrastination, my own laziness, my own way of shoving things aside because there, there's other things to do that I like to do and I don't like to do this. And then yet this is what's going to give me a, like a boomerang. It's going to hit me back again and cause me some trouble. So look at this like it really is. You really have to get down nitpicking to see in the day after, cause after you run for a while in AA, and you got your bills paid, and you got a few bucks, and maybe you got your gal back, or you got a, you got things going pretty pretty smooth. Uh, then it's time to start watching TV and reading newspapers and playing pool or whatever else you do. And then you know, the program recovery, still a program recovery. It's a productive day. It's a day that I'm. There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time and a place for everything. The day I'm in, and I find that the things that are needed in my life today, I do them without any without any. Uh, protest or argument and I do them full steam I give it everything I got because this is the way it is this is where my happiness lies this is where my life is because my life is good and it gets stays and it gets better all the time so first things first and uh, living this day I think goes together like the 100% and all but it has you have to have your life has to become important to you I don't know if your life's important to you you see my living used to be important to me my life was not important to me my living was making money, buying things, and running here and being satisfied there, and all that's living. That's not life. Life is living up in here and here, uh, being in the day you're in, so that you're looking at a world you love. There's good people in this world. There's no rat races out there in the morning, and they're not up here either. This is all about self now. This is all about you. Don't know what mind goes on in my mind, but I sure do, and I don't want to live under the under the pressures that I used to have and under the life that I used to do all the time, going around kicking myself in the hind end, going around thinking badly of people, remembering their behaviors and everything else. I don't want none of that crap. That's what this is about right now that we're talking about. Yeah, you better wait. on uh, defiance and grandiosity in the T-Bolt papers and how the disease grows stronger? Well, maybe define it. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Dr. Tebow, in, in 1957, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous Comes of Age came out, and I didn't know. I was, I was, I was just starting, really, of having a, a different life, a, a better life, a life of, of uh, application and all that. But I never knew about ego. I didn't know. I didn't know a thing about it. And nobody ever talked about it in them days either. And they had no reference to ego whatsoever, you know. And uh, so I got a hold of in the in the Alcoholics Anonymous comes of age in the back where it says medicine looks at Alcoholics Anonymous. Doctor Tebow has an article in there, and he and he talks in there just like he does in his in his pamphlets and that. And uh, see, I never knew. I never knew nothing about ego. I never knew what was wrong with me. 
I never knew about I never knew about this grandiosity. I never knew it about self, and I, but I never knew how distorted my mind is about certain things because of the ego factor that's in me. About maybe it's about my appearance, maybe it's about uh, my job, or uh, the the ego factor is like a value system, you know. And I never knew that. See, and so to to actually. Uh, Look at this. That's when, that's when I started looking at the ABCs. This is when I actually started to see alcoholism, because that's why I say in the ABCs is about alcoholism, ego, and self, meaning one person, me. See, not not just looking at me as maybe coming from a drunken world or anything else like that, but I got something wrong with me, and I don't know what it is. So it's a coupling up. See, I've got I've got a mind that's injured, hurt, and I know this now. And it's tell, it talks in there a great deal about it in your book. And step two is where it really tells me something. And so this here, alcoholism, ego, and self. The alcoholism and ego is my mind. It's my, it's my very being. It's a brain. I call it a brain. It's a mind. Uh, and it, and it, has, it has like a value system in there. It has judgment in there. It has, uh, uh, you've got something better than me. Or uh, uh, I, should have, I should have more than I have because I'm special. The ego, I think I'm a, treat me different now, see, because I'm a special person. I got a mind that tells me because I do certain things, you know, I should be recognized for that. It's like trying to pat me on the back for something. And that's not alcoholism thinking. Alcoholism thinking is the allergy that's there that came from a mental obsession. And so the life that I learned to live in the allergy, I'm still carrying it in the so being sober. So the mind function that's there now is a sober mind. And this ego that Tebow is talking about has to be recognized because of my mind, how distorted it gets, and then how ego, well, I use ego for self-satisfaction or for thinking I'm better than you, I got more education, or uh, whatever whatever is the uh, whatever is the purpose of, of uh, whatever the purpose is of a looking at something like maybe you got a, a you got a prettier wife than I got. And my brain takes off. Uh, maybe you say something to me, you know, you say something to me, and you criticize me. I'm thin-skinned. See, I don't want to. I, th I, I think I'm real good. I think I, uh, you, you ain't got the right to talk to me like. See, you just got through punching, hurting my feelings, you know. And in turn, my mind gets real ratty because it's a ratty mind anyway. It hasn't got the power that's, that's, that's any good, see. And put the two together, man, I'm really in trouble now, see. And so so this here, it's like it's like even when you walk in a room, you know, like I used to walk in a room and I think right away, you know, you're looking at me. I did that, you know. If I was drunk, I didn't do that. See? But if I was sober or if I'm in AA and everything else, I think you're watching me. I think you're, you know, I, don't, I, want, I want you to think I'm really somebody special, see, so I... My ego has always got a hold of me. It's always making me think in terms. I have to do something. I have to prove myself. I have to get your approval. And that's ego. That's ego talking all the time. And I, and I don't even know it. You know, I don't know how to live in the day I'm in being one person. One person to the whole world, whatever the world is. Man, I'll tell you, this is a wonderful feeling to be able to have a way of life so I can be whoever I am. To you, to you, to you, to anybody, to not to not to have to be, have to wear faces, not to play favorites. Man, I'll tell you, playing favorites is a is the name of the game for me. Man, I'm thinking all the time. I only like certain people, you know. Yeah. I you know, I'll, you know, I'll give you the right time of day. I like you. The right, 
I wouldn't pay attention to him. But in fact, you know, I, I notice a lot of this too, even though maybe you can notice it. When you walk into a room, like I walk into some of these here rooms, you know, men, you know, the AA and big group, maybe up at Roxbury, you know, we got about 200 guys there, you know. And there's a guy standing over here, I don't know him, and there's a guy standing over here, I know him, I say hello to him, and I won't say hello to him over there, you know. I always, what, what, who's he? You know, he ain't gonna do me any good, you know. <laughs> there's a buddy over here, I can bull crap with him, or I can just have jive with him, or something else like that, see, you know. This, this ego is really bad stuff, you know. And Dr. Tebow has, has good articles. I don't know if you guys got all of his pamphlets or not. But boy, I'll tell you, I have, and I studied Dr. Dr. Tebow and Carl Jung and all, just to find out what the hell's the matter with me, not you, me. I'm always, I'm here for me. I'm not here for you. I'm still here for me, even today. And that's not, I'm not speaking against anybody. It's not a selfish thing. But it's a thing, my life is here. My life is here. From here, I can go, keep going, keep going in a world that, you know, it just gets better and better. The, uh, the life that, Without the ego and the alcoholism, it's so damn beautiful. You can't believe it. I can even admit I'm wrong when I'm right. Can you believe that? I can. I honestly, God mean this now. You know, I'll take the blame if it'll help you. I mean this now. I really mean it. Now that's something. See, that isn't for your benefit. It might, but it's not for your benefit. It's for my benefit. Man, that's a hard nut to crack, you know, when you have to, especially when you come from where you push and shove all the time, you know. So this is, this is, uh, this stuff's good stuff, man. Believe me, it's real. It's good. Uh, next question is right along the same line. What eliminates the ego to alter, to alter the character I am? The whole, the whole story of Alcoholics Anonymous, bottom line, for every one of us, any one of us doesn't make any difference who you are. It's all about a power greater than self. It's a solution. It says that on page 17, what it said. Each and every one of us, every one of us, it has the same thing wrong with you. You've got a mind that's hurt. You've got a mind that's bent. Whether you accept that or not, I have no idea, but I had to. But there's only one thing that will ever do anything that's been added to my life to change me, and that's a power greater than me, and that's God, that's the Lord of my life. Without that, ego's there, alcoholism there, and the old world still there for any one of us. Does alcoholism produce other side effects or related disorders? <laughs> you know, that's, 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 uh, that's exactly what I said in the beginning, you know, or, or middle of it maybe, where Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, it was put here on this earth by God, I know that, you know. And it was put here by God in the order form it's in, because Bill didn't know this. Bill Wilson didn't know that step one should be there because of the principle, and then step two and three. He wrote them all, he says, in less than, what, a half an hour. And there is an order form that they belong in to treat alcoholism, because after you find out what steps are all about, and then you see your life as your life, as you live your life, you'll find out that each one of them steps treats alcoholism in building a new character, each application of each step in the logical order form they're in, building a new character so that character now can be a new character with his alcoholism treated because of the life you live and what the purpose of these 12 steps are. You can't mix them up. In other words, you can't jump from here to there and skip one and go back to get the other or something like that. You can't build a character. 
because the character has still do it does the same thing because what's there hasn't been treated. The new character hasn't been built there. You can't you can't do it. It's just impossible. It's the same thing as steps. There the numbers they're in. You take one and then you go into two. But when you go into two, you go into two with one. Two doesn't need one. But one's got to be with two because you're building a character. So each step has its own purpose, its own character change. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Sobercast is ad-free, and we'd like your help in order to keep it that way. So if you'd like to help us be self-supporting by pledging a dollar to a month, visit Sobercast.com and look for the donate links. Thank you very much.